Today we're talking about a deadly earthquake in Morocco, the G20 summit, the White House and the First Amendment, and other top news for Monday, September 11th. Stay informed while remaining focused on Christ with the pour over. Here's the quote of the day. I will place no value on anything I have or may possess except in relation to the kingdom of Christ. David Livingstone. Let's get started with some espresso shots. Over 2,100 people were killed and just as many injured in Morocco's deadliest earthquake in 60 years. Just before midnight Friday, a 6.8 magnitude quake hit the High Atlas mountain range, about 45 miles outside Marrakech, with a 4.9 magnitude aftershock hitting 19 minutes later and tremors continuing into Sunday. Mountain villages were decimated, leaving some remote areas cut off from communication and help. One village reported almost 200 buildings were flattened. The UN estimates that over 300,000 people were affected, and Morocco's king mobilized the Moroccan military search and rescue teams and field medics. Teams from Spain, Qatar, and the U.S. will help recovery efforts, with leaders from Turkey, France, and Germany also offering assistance. Neighboring Algeria, which severed diplomatic ties with Morocco in 2021, even offered to open its airspace for aid efforts. Here's a verse to consider as you pray for Morocco. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, verses 17 through 18. Over the weekend, a group of leaders from 20 large world economies, called the G20, met in New Delhi, India. The group is, uh, divided. President Biden attended for a day while Russia and China both sent lower-level delegations, and there was no family photo for the second year in a row. Still, a surprising number, more than zero, of non-binding decisions were agreed on. The group unanimously agreed to pursue and encourage efforts to triple renewable energy capacity globally, voted to add the African Union, a 55-member bloc, as the 21st member, and, most shockingly, issued a statement on Ukraine that both the U.S. and Russia signed off on. The statement highlighted the human suffering caused by the war in Ukraine and urged members not to use force for territorial acquisition, but stopped short of condemning Russia. It's mind-blowing to consider the leaders of these massive countries gathering to determine the future of our global economy. But this isn't as mind-blowing as considering God's economy. Psalm 50 verse 12 says, For every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. The courts have ruled on moderating moderation. Friday, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that several arms of the Biden administration violated the First Amendment by pressuring social media platforms to moderate COVID-19 content. According to the court, feds likely coerced or encouraged platforms to remove users' posts that were out of step with government vaccine guidance, and the platforms acted with total compliance. The ruling prohibits the White House, Surgeon General, FBI, and CDC from contacting social media companies about their content management, but loosens a lower court's injunction that prohibited virtually any contact between government agencies and social media companies. Republicans consider this a big win for free speech on online platforms that have become the public square. The Biden administration maintains it acted in the interest of public health and says the platforms have a responsibility to moderate content. 
As believers, we bring our speech into submission to the Spirit. We are slaves of righteousness, ruled by a master whose goodness inspires thanksgiving and praise. Romans 6 verses 22 through 23 say, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today's episode is sponsored by the End of the Road podcast. Visiting a city across the country can be fun. Seeing new landmarks, trying a signature food, finding out if they say soda or pop. But what about places where nearly everything is different? The End of the Road podcast will take you to some of the most challenging and remote places on the planet. Hear first-hand accounts of what life is like and what God is doing in the jungles of Congo, a war-torn city in the Middle East, and other places with cultures you'll likely never get to experience. If you want to hear fascinating stories, experience wild and remote places, and have your heart more inclined towards Christ, listen to the End of the Road podcast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. In other brews, here's a rapid round of updates. Hong Kong recorded 6.2 inches of rain in one hour Friday, its heaviest rainfall since records began 139 years ago, causing flash flooding and submerging metro stations. Meanwhile, Hurricane Lee rapidly surged to a brief stint as a Category 5 storm, creating dangerous conditions off Uncle Sam's east coast. It's still unclear if, when, or where Lee will make landfall. A new report out of Georgia shows a grand jury had recommended an additional 20 people, including one current and two former U.S. senators, be indicted alongside the 19 co-defendants charged with interfering in the 2020 presidential election. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, one of those 19, was denied the request to move his case from state to federal court. The White House has completed a $50 million total gut renovation of the Situation Room. It's a storied but rarely photographed room where President Obama watched the raid that took down Osama bin Laden and President Bush gave the orders to begin the war on Iraq in 2003 following the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks that killed nearly 3,000 people 22 years ago today. 19-year-old Coco Gauff won the Women's U.S. Open this weekend, upsetting the number 2-ranked Arena Sabalenka in a dramatic tennis match. It's Gauff's first career Grand Slam, making her the youngest American to win since Serena Williams in 1999. Novak Djokovic won the Men's U.S. Open, his 24th career Grand Slam. Submerged in scandal, Spanish Soccer Federation chief Luis Rubiales has resigned from his position. After publicly kissing player Jenny Hermoso at a World Cup victory celebration, Rubiales faced a criminal complaint and widespread outrage and said his position had become untenable. And that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, give us a five-star rating and drop a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow and hit the notification bell to never miss a new episode. We appreciate your support and we hope you have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday.